familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. The concept seems easy. Baby is hungry, put him to the breast and feed him, right? But we all know breastfeeding isn't always that simple. And that's when we turn to the professionals, lactation educators, counselors, and consultants who can help overcome issues that come our way. So what are some of the most common questions we ask these professionals? And what are the answers to those questions? We're the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other moms. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. We're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk to their babies. I'm Sunny Galt. Thanks so much for being part of our show today. It's great having you with us. We have more than 150 episodes covering all sorts of breastfeeding and pumping topics. And all of this is available, of course, for free. You can see a complete list of all of our episodes on the episode guide on our website at newmommymedia.com. Just click on over to shows, go down to the Boob Group, and then that will bring up the Boob Group portion of our website. And you can see all the episodes there. While you're on our website, please subscribe to the Boob Group newsletter. You can get emails each time we release a brand new episode, and that's always helpful. So what topics would you like us to talk about on the show? I ask this a lot, and sometimes we get some emails, but I would love to have more, more connection with you guys. So what are the topics, after you look at our episode guide, right? <laughs> what are some of the topics that you really want to have more information about? We've, we've covered a lot. We haven't covered everything for sure. And even if we have addressed the topic, we we may have not talked about everything that you're interested in as part of that topic. So to, again, take a look at the guide. Let us know what topics interest you, and we'll, we'll definitely consider them as a possible topic for the future. So let's go ahead and meet the mamas that are joining our conversation today. Ladies, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. And since we're talking about lactation consultants today and the questions that we ask them, give us a heads up and let us know if you have seen a lactation professional in the past. So Graham, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Graham. I have two kids. One is almost three, our son Andrew, and Rory, or Eleanor, is five months old. And I saw a lactation consultant with Andrew. And this time around with Rory, I have a lactation consultant, a postpartum doula, and a <laughs> lactation counselor through the hospital. I have like a full team. You do. I love that. <laughs> and things are going better for you this time around as a result, right? Oh my gosh. So, so good. So yes. good. I love it. I love it. Okay, Alicia, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Hi, my name's Alicia. I have four children, ages 10, 8, 6, and 3. And my experience with a lactation consultant didn't occur until my last baby when he was five months old and was having some health issues. And after that whole situation was over and I was moving forward, I have since regretted not having seeked out resources through lactation professionals in the, the first three. So I definitely am a solid promoter of anyone who's trying to breastfeed looking for that information. All right. And our expert today is Melanie Silverman. But I know, Melanie, we're going to learn a little bit more about you professionally later on in the show. But tell us more about your experience as being a mom. Well, I would love to. So I have an eight-year-old named Sydney and a 10-year-old named Lucas. And funny enough, I actually had to see a lactation consultant being a lactation consultant with my first one. And I forever loved this woman who took care of me because even though I knew a lot, I still really needed the help. And she was instrumental in getting me going with Lucas. Yeah. So even lactation consultants need lactation consultants. (laughs) We do. We do. (laughs) To support one another. I love it. Um, And I'm Sunny. You guys probably know me, but real quickly, I have four kids and uh, my oldest is five, a boy, a three-year-old boy as well. And then I have twin girls who are about two and a half. And I did not use a lactation consultant until I had my twins. Actually, it's kind of not a fair question to ask me because I was producing the boob group while, you know, my boys, you know, were young. And so it's, I didn't actually have a lactation consultant, but in doing these shows, I'm sure, I'm sure after a show, I was asking lactation consultants questions. So it's kind of an unfair question because I produced the show. But I will say for my twins, uh, they were 35 weaker, so they came out a little early. And when they were first born, they couldn't latch properly. They were just not quite you know, at at that stage yet because they were preemies. So they didn't need the NICU, but we did need a little bit of lactation help. And my body is pretty awesome when it comes to making milk. So I never had a problem with that uh, with my twins, but at least up through their due date. So from about 35 weeks when they were born up through about 40, 41 weeks, I saw a lactation consultant again through the hospital that I delivered at and it was outpatient. And I went in about once a week and we would sit there and she would help me latch the babies. We would get out a, a huge, you know, double breastfeeding pillow. And she taught me like how to roll up the washcloths and stuff to get my breasts like in the right position and, you know, squish them and push them up. I'm like, Hey, I like how they look now. You know, this is nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so uh, she really did help me with that. And that was instrumental in the transition because I was exclusively pumping at the time. Like I would, I would see her to help me with the breastfeeding and I would try to do that at home. But again, they were just so tiny. So it definitely helped in the transition to get them to be tandem breastfeeders and to get me to transition from exclusively pumping for those first, you know, month, month and a half, two months to uh, exclusively breastfeeding them. And so she was instrumental in that. So I have a little bit of experience with lactation consultants in that regard. So anyway, all right, ladies, thanks for being part of our show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. 
You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So before we kick off our episode today, talking about different questions moms ask lactation consultants, we are going to talk about an app that I think we can all agree on here as part of the conversation. We are really excited to learn more about this app because I think it can help a lot of moms out there. And so Melanie, our expert, is actually tied to this app as well. It's called Pacify. And Melanie, I want you to tell us a little bit more about it, and then we can kind of go back and forth on the questions here. But you know, what's your pitch as far as what is Pacify? What does it do? Well, Pacify is is a pretty amazing app. Moms can go to their Google App Store or to the App Store through Apple and download Pacify to their phones for instant video access to lactation consultants, pediatric nutritionists, and nurses. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's very, very exciting because usually getting lactation help can be very difficult. And what Pacify allows a mom to do is to get help the minute that she needs it. And the neat thing also about Pacify is you can actually gift it. And so it'd be like Sunny and I, we would go to our friend Julia's baby shower and we would bring her a three-month subscription to Pacify. So we're gifting her expert help. So I always say, you know, baby warmer, wipe warmers and onesies, those are all very important <laughs> for, for new moms to, to take care of their babies. But this is this kind of gift is really, really special and that you're giving moms this breastfeeding help that they often cannot get. And as we all know, you know, breastfeeding help needs to happen immediately. Um, it's best to happen right on the spot. And so Pacify allows us to happen. So I'm very excited to be tied to Pacify and to help all these moms get this help that they need immediately. Okay, so I had a chance to test this out a little bit. And honestly, I'm really excited <laughs> about this possibility. I'm actually so bummed out. And you probably hear this, you know, from various moms, Melanie, that I did not know about this in the beginning <laughs> when I had my twins, when I brought my twins home, because I had a lot of questions. And as you can imagine, it was a lot of effort to get out of the house with twins. And again, with, you know, someone watching my other boys to, to go to the lactation consultant. And not that this is a complete way to, you know, not see a lactation consultant in person. But like, you're right. We have those questions like in the middle of the night, you know, those those middle of the night feedings or we just can't get out of the house or whatever the case may be. And it would have been so nice to have somebody at my fingertips. So um, the the app is actually really easy to use. And w once you, you know, go and you download it, it asks you some quick questions. And then basically, you know, you sign in and it gives you some quick options as to, well, you know, who do you want to contact? You know, do you want to contact a lactation professional? Do you want to contact a nurse or, you know, what, what's the third one, Melanie? There's a third it's a one. It's actually, yeah, it's a pediatric nutritionist. So you know what's neat about it, Sunny, is it really covers from birth when moms are breastfeeding all the way really up to the age of when they're having picky eaters and beyond. Because when you introduce that solid food, that's when the pediatric nutritionist comes in and it really can kind of help moms in all aspects of feeding. Um, and, th and that's what's just so exciting about it. So it's great. So you have these three options on the homepage, nurse, pediatric nutritionist, and lactation consultant. So whatever issue you're dealing with, you click this button, it dials somebody up, and you're able to talk with them. And you can do it with or without video. I think the nurse option right now is just audio. 
That is correct. But yeah, that, that's the neat thing too, is that so often and historically with lactation help, I can't tell you how many of these amazing lactation consultants over the years have helped moms over the phone. And so much can be done over the phone, Sunny. Yes. But what's neat about this is the video aspect for lactation consulting, because just for someone to just take a quick look can yeah. mean all the difference in the world for moms. All right, Mama. So uh, tell us what you think about this. Uh, you know, Melly and I chatting back and forth here, telling you a little bit about it. I know you haven't had a chance to check it out for yourself, but Alicia, what, what do you think of an app like this? I think it's great. I think anything that puts that so close in the palm of a mom's hand to get direct contact with nurses and educators and consultants is so wonderful. Kudos to whoever thought of this. <laughs> I know. Genius idea, right? Well, now we're all like hitting ourselves for not thinking of it ourselves. <laughs> At least I am. I don't know. Graham, what do you think? I, I can't talk to you right now because I'm signing up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, see, I'm so, so excited. I have, a, I have so much support, but I do have questions. And I also have a baby and a toddler. And there are times when I just I can't get to my breastfeeding group or I can't get to, you know, leaving the house is, is just a pain sometimes with both kids. So being able to just pull out my phone that I'm always on anyway and get answers, this is amazing. I'm seriously on it right now. <laughs> and the calls, Sunny, can last as long as they need, which is kind of nice. So nobody is feeling rushed on either end. So as long as the mom needs that help, she can have it. It is $15 a month for unlimited access to these providers. So we're going to post a link on our website for Pacify so you can download it directly on, you know, whatever phone that you have, iPhone or Google Play, uh, Android, and uh, we'll be able to link to it there and share more. We're also going to offer our listeners, thanks to Pacify and Melanie, a discount. So if you're interested in this, you want to learn more about it, head on over to the deals section on newmommymedia.com and all the information will be listed there. So Melanie, this is truly exciting. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the app and the different questions that you get through the app in our main conversation today. But I, I'm just super excited about this and I think it can help a lot of breastfeeding mamas out there. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. We are thrilled to be doing this. We are really, really excited about it. It's a very, very, very special group to work with. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breastfeeding and pumping moms need some expert advice as they pursue their personal goals to provide breast milk to their baby. What are the most common questions they're asking, though? Melanie Silverman is our expert today for our conversation. She's also an IBCLC. And as you heard earlier, she's associated with the Pacify app. So she's getting a lot of questions. Melanie, I know that you actually answer some of the questions that are coming up through the app. Um, so you're talking to moms directly. So you definitely understand what moms need. Thanks so much for being part of our show today. My pleasure. 
sure. All right. So let's dive into some of these questions. And for the purposes of our conversation, we're going to assume that the people that are asking these questions through the Pacify app, these are questions that they would probably ask lactation consultants in person, right? So we're not really making the distinction between, you know, oh, they're only asking that question because it's through an app. No, we think these are questions overall that moms in general have for lactation professionals. So we kind of wanted to go through some of the top ones that we see popping up again and again. So let's go through some of these. So the first one is, I like this one, my baby has diarrhea. The poop is yellow, seedy, and runny. What do you say to that, Melanie? I I say that's normal, but a lot of people (laughs) think it's not. And let me tell you why. Because a lot of, especially, and maybe the moms can say to this, you know, first times moms, if they they weren't able to take a lactation course, and let's be honest, they've only been looking at their own poop for many years, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you do not know what's going on. Okay. And so when you see that, it can be very shocking. And so we, we sometimes have to say, actually, this is normal. Don't worry. Mamas, did you have any concerns with seeing yellow, seedy, runny uh, poop in the beginning? I actually did take a, a class before my son was born and still totally freaked out about that. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, after the, okay, first, after all of the black scary poop that happens first, and then I was like, okay, it's finally getting normal. Where did these things come from? I was like, there's stuff in his poop and he's, oh, it was, I was a mess. I asked everybody all the questions. (laughs) Okay. But can we just get real here for a second? I actually don't mind the smell of that poop. It actually has kind of smells more like breast milk because, you know, they haven't had, you know, obviously all the external foods that we have in our diet that really makes it smell not so pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, this is going to sound so strange, but when I went through that with my kids, I was kind of like, it was kind of a pat on the back for me that I was like, it's because of what my body is able to do that they're able to do this. Oh my gosh, Sunny, you've got to be the only person that has ever (laughs) I love that view, but I've never heard that. And my mom had a daycare in our house for over 10 years when I was growing up and I thought I was fully prepared for what was going to come out of this child and no way I'm with really shocked by and how it changed all the time and then how it found its way into the car seat and up the back oh Oh my gosh baby poop is like a living breathing thing Well, but it, and it does it does stain that that stage of the poop really does stain and and that's the part that I didn't like about it. I felt like it's easier to get off, but it's when that that's that yellow seedy mustardy kind of look. That's the downside of it. So we at our sister show newbies, we've actually done a whole episode on poop. So if you're wondering <laughs> about your baby's poop and the color of it and consistency, trust me. Again, thirty minutes talking about poop on that show. So go check that <laughs> out. And what's funny is you could probably probably do four more 30 minute shows. On it, <laughs> we so. probably get, Moms like to talk about poop. I swear. Okay. So we got to move on with the next question. So my baby is three weeks old. He's eating every two to three hours for 30 to 40 minutes. Is that normal? Melanie, what do you say to that? I say it is normal, but here's the thing. A lot of moms think that's abnormal and they start to question their bodies and their milk supply. And it makes me so sad when they feel like that. And that is pretty intense. That breastfeeding regimen of two to three hours for about 30 to 40 minutes that is usually within about the first month. And what I say to these moms when they're crying and they're sad, I say, I know 
this is difficult. I'm here to help you, but I promise you this is this is the hardest it's going to be. Because what happens over time is the babies become more efficient, they get bigger, they can suck better, and they're not sitting there for 30 to 40 minutes. And then the, the hours stretch out a little bit longer. But that is normal in about the first month, those three weeks. Were you guys concerned about this? I mean, every two to three hours, that's that's a lot of time. That pretty much takes up your entire day. It does. It was shocking to me with the first with my first baby when we were nursing and, you know, they tell you it's every three hours and you think it's 10 minutes and 10 minutes on, on each side. And then to find out that, that it's not, it's, you know, every three hours is the, you know, start of one to the finish of another. Exactly. However it works. And so by, and then when I had my second one, my first wasn't even two years old. And so trying to keep her occupied while I felt like I was feeding all the time. So Oh my gosh. That's one thing I always try to bring up to new moms, either when they're, you know, pregnant and preparing for that or after they've just started. I always try and bring that up because I want them to know that it's normal, that you're going to feel like you're nursing 24 hours. Yeah, because it does the way that you guys <laughs> do the hours and the way that a mom does the hours are not the same thing. When they said every two to three hours, I thought that that meant that when she was done, I had two or three hours before she was going to start again. Exactly. Not not exactly. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of bait and switch going on in there. You guys are trying to trick us. Well, we're, we're trying to be supportive people. We're trying to be supportive lactation consultants, but it's definitely intense. It, it's a very intense thing. And I, I don't, I really think moms are blindsided, even when they're prepared, even when they've taken these courses and talked to their friends and they have the older sisters. I, I think that that is, it's, it's a tough one, but I think with support and saying that this is normal, I, I do think it has helped with many of the moms I've worked with. Okay. So speaking of what's normal, how many poops and peas per day is normal in breastfed babies? Well, I, I'm happy to talk about poop again. So I, <laughs> See, I knew a way to come back to oh, it. Oh, yes. This is because, you know, but in, in, in reality, it's so significant. And so this is a, a great marker. Some people say to me, well, how do I know if my baby's getting enough? And I say, you got to look at the diaper. And they go, oh, I didn't realize that. But usually when, when we're talking to moms, a real easy rule of from, from birth, day of life one is, you know, the first day, one poop, one pee, the second day, two poops, two peas. But by, by about day four, the poop should be transitioning to that yellow seedy stuff that Sunny loves. And we should be, (laughs) (laughs) we should be in this realm about maybe five to six wet diapers a day. And I will be honest, anywhere between about two to 10 poops a day. And I've seen that, but usually about three or four, there's a wide range. And that's where a lot of the questions come in because some moms call me and say, my baby only poops twice a day. But what you have to look at is what's going on with weight gain. What's going on with how's the baby acting? So there's a wide range. And I'm sure there's a wide range with these moms too, as to what they've seen with their breastfeeding babies. And it's normal. Yeah. So mamas, what did you experience when it came to poops and peas? I think it changes too when you're talking about like, are we talking about the first couple of weeks? Are we talking about month three and four? Are we talking about older? Like it, it really changes. For sure. A lot. Mm -hmm. So that is where my questions came in because it was like, all right, well, this is what is normal for the first week, but now I am home and it's the second, third and fourth and fifth week. And the poop started slowing down, but she was still gaining weight and she was still peeing regularly. But I was calling the doctor going, she's only pooping once a day. Oh my gosh, something horrible has happened. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they were asking me all these questions and going, nope, you're fine. After I had just been freaking out for hours deciding whether or not I should call the doctor. So yeah, hearing that things are normal, that really helps. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's like the one time in life you really want to be normal. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Being normal is good sometimes in, in, in parenting when it comes to, you know, your development of your baby and hearing the 50% mark or whatever is actually a good thing, right? Yes. I, I remember that's the one thing in one time in my life I was like, oh, we're normal. Good. Good. We're just going with the flow. I like that. <laughs> it's good feeling. Okay. Next question. So some women may say something to the effect of, it's really hot today. Should I give my baby a few ounces of water? So the answer is no. And it's, it's a quick no. And that's because breast milk is actually formulated to be perfect for hydration. And so we really don't want to give the baby any water um, and just rely on breast milk during those hot days. Did you ladies have any questions when it came to water or um, did you know from the get go, nah, you know, there's enough uh, water in the breast milk to sustain my baby? Yeah, you know, I never really questioned giving giving the baby water. We lived somewhere where it was really hot. I had all my babies in the summer, so it'd be 105 degrees. And I don't know why I never, I think I just always felt that way that, you know, breast milk had whatever they needed. So, right. Yeah, I was always told for me to keep drinking water, you know, yes. oh, it's super hot because I'm in South Carolina and it gets, you know, it's soupy out there. And I just made sure that I was always drinking enough water and that has been getting us through. And I don't want to think about the summer coming up. <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> Melanie, how much water should moms be drinking? I mean, is it is it more than just the average, what, eight cups a day, eight ounces of well, yeah, that's actually a great question. So, you know, in, in the literature um, for a long time, and also just, you know, handouts across the United States, I would see things like you have to drink eight, you know, eight glasses of water a day to make enough milk. And the reality is, is that that is not really true. To make milk, you need to empty the breast. And so what I say to moms when they ask me these questions about hydration is really drink to thirst. And that really is what the going recommendation is nowadays. Drink to thirst. Drink to okay. thirst. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and probably water is better than some of the other options out there. You know, if you can drink water over wet lemonade, iced tea, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know all that has a lot of water in it, but it's still different, right? I, well, I actually, you know, it's a, it's a hydration source, but something I have to, you know, now I'm putting my dietitian cap on. And so what I say is, you know, when you, when you, you know, liquid calories don't fill you up. So, yeah, but they do yeah. add calories. And so I'm not saying never have a lemonade or, or anything like that, but really water is probably best. Empty calories is not such, such a fun experience. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to share more of these common questions that moms are asking lactation professionals. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We're continuing our list of common questions moms ask lactation consultants, and Melanie Silverman is our expert. So, uh, Melanie, a another thing that moms may be posting is, um, I read that I need to stay away from broccoli and other gassy foods when I'm breastfeeding. Is that true? Oh, these kinds of questions make me sad, Sunny, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> from a dietitian point of view, no, right? <laughs> no, no, that's funny that you say that. Actually, no, but from a lactation consultant point of view, and I'll tell you why, and all the lactation consultants on Pacify, I know we feel the same way, is that we don't want to make breastfeeding difficult. We want to make it 
as simplified as possible. When parents come to us and call us and ask us these questions, you know, I'm staying away from broccoli and I stop drinking the milk and I don't eat the nuts and I do all this stuff. And they're just doing it for prevention and they've not just eaten a normal diet. It really sets them up sometimes to have, to, to be restricting their diets when they don't need to. And so what I say to moms that come to see me pre-baby and they really kind of want an, an understanding of, of breastfeeding is don't change your diet. Just eat a wide variety of different foods. Enjoy your food. You know, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, drink when you're thirsty. And you, you probably don't want to have like broccoli every single day of the week, but kind of paying attention to that. I, I ate some broccoli this day, so I'm going to kind of take it easy on the cruciferous vegetables the next day is a real wise move. But I wouldn't necessarily tell a mom to preemptively stay away from broccoli or other gassy foods while they're breastfeeding. I would kind of do a wait and see. That said, that said, it is, there are moms that I have treated that the baby definitely has an issue with some of the things they feed or eat um, themselves, the moms. And so you have to kind of be careful uh, and kind of monitor the child. If there's one kind of gassy episode with broccoli, you probably can kind of wait. But if you have two or three or five episodes of it, maybe you'll, you'll want to pull away from some of those vegetables. But I really think it's a trial and error. Asparagus was one of those things for me. And I think that was more about, does that change what the breast milk tastes like a little bit? I know all of our food kind of does, but that seemed to be one that once, uh, you know, if I had asparagus and then I breastfed, you know, I don't, I don't know the amount of time afterwards, but my kids would kind of look at me a little strange. (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, there is, no, there's definitely, I mean, breast milk changes for sure. And so I think that that, you know, and that was something that you, you investigated and I really rely on the moms to be the experts of their own care, but I do also, I don't want moms to just start to restrict their diets for no reason. I really want them to keep it open as, as long as they can until they see a problem. Well, babies will let you know, or or am I wrong about this? Um, but I feel like my daughter, there's very specific things. And broccoli was one of them. Cabbage was another. But she, she let me know there was all kinds of gas and fussiness. And, and it was quite obvious once I started looking, okay, this is the third day of fussiness in a row. Right. What have I been eating? Right. Well, let me try and cut that out for the next couple of days. And it went away. All right. Well, no more cabbage, you know, but it wasn't a thing. Nobody ever told me to not eat it at the very beginning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from the top, you know. Right. I think people get, you know, they want to make breastfeeding uh, that we need to do this and this and this. And what I found and what I think moms may agree with me on is that it just varies mom to mom. It's such a personal experience. I would say even in addition to varying mom to mom, it varies child to child. Yes. And I know when with my first, I did all of those rules. It was like, don't eat broccoli. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. And so when I had the second, I threw all of it out the window because I just couldn't. It was too much stress for me. And then, (laughs) yeah, you kind of play off the the child. And then my fourth had um, health issues due to diet. And so then I got a whole new uh, knowledge on what to eat and what not to eat. (laughs) But at least for the second and third, I, I let myself you know, just go with the flow. All right. So another question may be if the cradle position, you know, one of the breastfeeding positions is working for me while breastfeeding, is there any reason I need to change it? So what what do you think about that, Melanie? Well, I look again, it's kind of my whole philosophy with the eating. Don't change it if you don't have to. And I feel the same way at the positioning. If you are doing great, the baby's happy, you're happy, the baby's gaining weight and everybody's kind of in their positions and, and, and enjoying it, stay the course. But Sunny, if there's an, a situation where a mom is complaining of initial pain 
or sore nipples, it's really kind of genius to switch positions and go for a football hold or try a side lying because that changes the way the baby is attached to the breast and could provide some relief. Well, and it could be something really small too that we think we're doing the right position, but there's just something a little off with it, right? So the baby isn't positioned in the right way. So that may be why, you know, if we're experiencing some problems with it or whatever. And I think that's one of the, you know, going back to your app, I think that's one of the cool things about the video portion of the app. You know, we mentioned earlier that um, sometimes it's just a real quick question that we may have. And I could see the, the video portion of this being huge for, hey, you know, is this latch okay? Or is, you know, the, this position that I'm holding my baby in, this just really isn't working for me. Am I doing something wrong with this? Because I've, you know, looked at the videos online and, you know, I, I've done my research and it's still not working out. Right. That's very, very true. Um, and, you know, for like premature babies, what I often use is the football hold. And so there's different, there's different things that people start out with or different things that maybe a lactation consultant help them in the hospital with, and they kind of stay that course. But if, if it's working, I say stay the course. Okay. So our, our last question um, that seems to be most popular is breastfeeding has been easy for me until now. My baby girl or boy, you know, fill in the blank, is about four months old and used to feed every four to five hours. Over the past week, the baby is feeding every two hours and I feel like she is regressing. What's going on? Well, this happened to me and it was shocking when it happened with my second one. And I kind of had to flip through my books and figure out what was going on, but it's called cluster feeding. And what's happening here, and again, this is what's so valuable about Pacify, I think, getting that immediate help, like, you know, what am I doing wrong? It's actually a signal that your baby needs more milk and is growing. And so what the baby's trying to do is trying to empty your breasts as much as possible so that it sends a signal to your brain to make more milk. And so this is a temporary situation. It is a very difficult situation for moms. I really feel sorry for them when this happens. Usually about four or five months is when we start to see this. And it usually lasts anywhere between about one to two weeks. And it really calls on a mom to step back. I really try to say we have to go back to self-care because by then you know, you kind of got the, th- the swing of things. You, you understand how to breastfeed the baby. Baby's happy. Mommy's happy. And all of a sudden, you can't just frolic out with your friends for lunch anymore because the baby is really being demanding. But it's a temporary situation. And actually, good news. Cluster feeding. It's so much fun. It actually hurt. It helps with supply. I will give I will give it that. If you are low on supply and your babies, the more they're at the breast, it's that whole supply and demand thing, right? So that's the good thing I have to say. The only good thing. The only <laughs> one. That's it. <laughs> I know. It's tough. It's really tough. I know. It's crazy. We actually did a whole episode on the boob group about cluster feeding. because So if we're saying these terms and you guys are like, I don't even know what that is. It means they Uh, never stop eating ever, 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 ever. (laughs) That's what it means. Melanie, your answer was was wonderful. I never knew. I just knew it was the time that I would just that's the time of breastfeeding where I would just cry because it was so overwhelming. Yes. (laughs) Alicia, yes. Because especially like the four month one comes right around the sleep regression that both of my kids got. So you're not sleeping and they're eating all the time. (laughs) You know what I say to moms a lot? And I've loved to use this phrase for so many years as a lactation consultant is I kind of say to them, you have to surrender to this. This is, I, this will get better, but I'm just asking you, don't think that this is going to last for the next three months. It won't, but I just need to take this day to day. And with pacifiers, you can call and just check in. Even if you just need, even if you just need a pep talk, these people are good at giving pep talks too, because a lot of that, you know, breastfeeding support is a lot of cheerleading. And this is especially a time a mom needs it. She needs to understand what's happening, happening physiologically in her body and then get some support. 
Good advice. All right. I know we touched on a lot of stuff today, but I think there's some good nuggets of information in there. And uh, hopefully uh, we help some mamas out there today. So thanks so much for everyone for being part of our show today. This is a lot of fun. If you're a member of the Boob Group Club, then please check out the bonus content for this episode. We're going to discuss when it's time to see a lactation professional in person, as opposed to doing some of these newer things like talking to them through an app or doing a Skype session or a hangout or something like that. So for more information about our club, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so before we wrap up our show today, uh, we have our last segment of the show, and it's uh, a segment that we call, What's Your Breastfeeding IQ? And so we like to test ourselves a little bit and ask ourselves some questions, remind ourselves why we're continuing to breastfeed and pump for our babies, because we know it's so good for them. Um, And and we like to do this through the form of questions, right? So uh, we're going to ask you guys some questions, and if you're listening, play along with us, and um, hopefully we can learn a little something as well. So question number one. Is it normal for breastfeeding to hurt? True or false? Ladies, Melanie, don't say anything yet because I know you're going to give us the answer here. Uh, but ladies, what do you think? Is it is it normal for breastfeeding to hurt? False. False. I think I'll say false too. I was going to say true, but I'd say common is true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. So yeah, common is one thing, but is yeah. it supposed to hurt? And, right. and Melanie, what do you say to that? I would say no. I mean, I would say false. It it shouldn't hurt. I mean, I always say this to people that, you you know, it's like going to the gym. If you know, when you start breastfeeding for the first time, it's something you've never used before, just like using a new muscle in your body. And so, but breastfeeding should not hurt usually. Mm -mm. Okay. So that's false. Okay. Next question. Moms who breastfeed have lower risk of, and we have some choices here, A, breast cancer, B, osteoporosis, C, uterine and ovarian cancer, or D, all of the above? D. I'm going to say D because I want it to be true. (laughs) I know, exactly. (laughs) All right, Melanie, hook us up. What's the answer? All of the above. Yay! (laughs) And probably more stuff that's not on this list, too, that that, uh, didn't fit in our multiple choice question. But obviously, lots of benefits to breastfeeding. All right, uh, next question. Breastfeeding prevents you from getting pregnant. A, sort of, but not really. B, false. (laughs) C, true. (laughs) And silent. No one wants to answer this question. Really? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Melanie, what do you, what do you say to that? I I think it's, it's sort of, and I think we have to be very, very careful about this, that, that um, there's specific guidelines that you need to kind of understand that your body's going through to claim that it will keep you from getting pregnant. So it's exclusive breastfeeding, um, no supplementation, no additional foods, breastfeeding around the clock. Um, It's a real hormonally intricate cascade. So if you're following those, then breastfeeding can support some birth control. But if, if, if you're not, there may be a surprise. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And if you don't want to get pregnant, don't just rely and just don't be like, oh, I'm breastfeeding. Like, That's okay. Correct. You, yeah. you, you have to be very, very careful about it. Um, so I say sort of. 
Okay, I agree with that. You ladies agree with that, sort of, yeah. but maybe yeah. not rely on it extensively. Okay. I think I think it's really important to talk to your OBGYN about that. That's what I would say with that to to really get a clear understanding of of how that works. Okay, and our last question here: How many extra calories do breastfeeding moms burn each day? Now we kind of have to do a, a disclaimer, right? Everybody's different, and these numbers aren't exact. But a up to five hundred calories, b over two thousand calories, or c hardly any more than usual. Ladies, what do you think? I want to say over two thousand because that would be fabulous, but my scale says almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine was negative 500. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Negative 500. Yes. You think it puts on more weight than oh, yeah. it takes off. <laughs> that wasn't an option, ladies. <laughs> okay. Uh, Melanie, what do you say to this? I think it's. I think it does vary. And I think there's some literature that said for, it was never 2,000. And, and ladies, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry I, because I understand. I understand. It was never 2,000. I hate to break that news. But there seems to be for some women, that it, it it does seem to have some kind of a calorie burn. So I would probably guess on this question up to 500. But again, some people do not experience any of that calorie burn. So <laughs> I hate to say this, Melanie, but I always thought that up to 500 was just a way to get mom's breastfeeding. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Well, not a bad idea. Well, what, whatever, whatever happens. Yeah. I mean, the two, can you imagine the 2000? Oh my gosh. You know, that helps with maybe some postpartum weight loss. And, and some women have not experienced that breastfeeding. So I think it doesn't, it vary woman to woman. I mean, I think it just does. It mm -hmm. doesn't. I've, I've heard too, after women quit breastfeeding, that's when their weight starts to come off. And, and again, I don't want to say that. So women stop breastfeeding. That's not what I'm trying to say here, but like that, that could be a factor too. Again, all of our bodies are different. And um, at least with those last few pounds, if you're trying to lose the weight that your body actually is smart enough to say, Hey, I may need, I may need this. So I'm not letting go of this quite yet. Sunny, I have a positive spin on that because mine was always my weight loss was always after I stopped nursing. But what it did for me was take the stress off of trying to lose weight while nursing because I knew that once it was done, that was going to yeah. be my time to to address that. There you go. Okay, great. Then I'm just going to not worry about it for a while. <laughs> no, you have a little baby to take care of. Never worry about that. <laughs> Seriously, you got enough going on, Graham. <laughs> All right, ladies, thanks for uh, being part of our little IQ test here. So that wraps up our show for today. Thanks so much for listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, newbies for newly postpartum moms, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and twin talks for parents with multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. 
and it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.